welcome. This is Erica Glessing, and you're joining me for The Erica Glessing Show, where you receive eight minutes of inspiration for lightworkers. And today, I'm very blessed to have with me Donna Blevins. And Donna Blevins helps people shift shift into new mindsets super quickly. But one thing I thought was really interesting is was her upbringing. So why don't you tell me a little bit, Donna, and welcome to the show, about kind of where you grew up and what that was like. Well, good morning, Erica. Thank you so much. And I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to sneeze there. Uh, I was raised in the mountains of Virginia, the southwestern corner of Virginia, in a coal mining camp. And our schools, we had elementary and high school. My high school was 8 through 12, and there was no junior high in those days. And when I got to high school, my, I was very tall. I am now 6 feet 5 inches tall. And when I got to high school, I was 6 feet tall. Wow. And uh, my yeah. brother... You, told, you know, you told me, I think you were telling me, like, you had to overcome so much adversity. Like, you'd be given, like, one dress. I mean, it was really a different time than now, right? Well, well, yeah, you know, there was, uh, it it was an area where there was very little income, and I got, I got one dress at Easter, and it lasted only a few months because I would outgrow it, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, dresses were oftentimes made from chop sacks, and that was the, uh, the, the chop is feed for cattle oh and, and and the uh the feed companies would put the uh, make the sacks flowers uh you know pretty prints uh-huh. and apparently many many years ago that's where a lot of women got the clothing for the material for the dresses well that's where i got the clothing for the material for my dresses <laughs> from chopsticks yeah it's it's like uh, coming forward in these decades like looking at my kids I remember my daughter was so funny she I got her these cute little like legging top matching sets for kindergarten Mm -hmm. and she decided she would only wear dresses (laughs) she was fine she's like I only want dresses I'm like I don't even know how to find you dresses, baby. But it was funny how much we've changed. So that's a really interesting background to overcome. And then tell us a little bit about that, like as you were shifting into high school and and uh, some of your breaks, some of the good breaks that you had. Well, my uh, brother was a good bit taller than me at the time. And I passed him up in the ninth grade, by the way. Uh, he's six uh, one, at least he says he is, but he's not that tall. <laughs> But when I got to high school, grade eight, the coach came to me and said, Donna, do you know how to play basketball? And I said, no, I don't. And he went away and and we didn't have a girls basketball team in in those days, by the way. This was in 19, let's see, that would have been in the early 60s because the Title IX, which was a a law that passed in the U.S., is very, very important. that said we had to have girl teams and boy teams well actually what it said was unless you allow the 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 color of it the 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 frame of it was it's not that you have to have girls team and boy team you have to allow girls to be on any teams or you don't get the funding 
Mm. You don't get money from the federal government. Mm-hmm. So they went, oh my goodness, girls. So oh, that that is that is what actually triggered having girls basketball, girls teams at all. And so two weeks later, the coach came back and said, Donna, we have your team. So for the five years I was in high school, and remember, I wasn't slow. <laughs> high school was five years, <laughs> eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Right. I played basketball, but I was such a poor basketball player because <laughs> I had grown so fast. I mean, I grew nine inches in the fifth grade. Oh my goodness. From five feet tall to five foot nine. And when you grow that fast, there's no coordination that comes with it because everything is out of sync. Your bones grow faster than your muscles. Your muscles are ripping away. And going into the sixth grade, they had actually put me in, believe this, elevated shoes to take the pressure off of the Achilles tendon. But I was such a poor basketball player. I would, I couldn't dribble. They'd have to bring the ball to me and I would find my, my spot and I would plant my feet and hold. I had a double handed overhead shot because I would hold my hands above my head and I would shoot and miss and shoot and miss, <laughs> shoot and miss. And then every now and then it would go in. And at the end of every game, I would say, why am I such a poor basketball player? Oh no. Yeah. And 20 years later, at the fast forward to 20 years, 1987, I was on our magazine with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is seven two. And I was brought on because they wanted someone to be height, uh, to, to make both of the men comfortable because Gary Collins was 6'2". Uh, actually, he was more, more towards the six feet. And Kareem was 7'2". And they wanted somebody that was in between and would be comfortable. And so I actually wore three, four, and five inch heels in those days. And, oh my goodness. and when I went into the green room, which is where you go in before you speak, before you go on the, the show, Kareem asked me the question. The number one question all my life has been, do you play basketball? And I shared the story that I just shared with you. And Kareem said, well, what was your average during those five years? And I told him and he threw back his head and he started roaring with laughter. And I felt humiliated and, and you know, bowed my head and, and he stops and he said, do you know Magic Johnson? And I said, well, sure I do. And he said, he's has an average of 23 points this year. And I said, just what's that mean? Does that mean he's a good player? He said, no, he's the best. And in that moment, I had one of those life changing moments, those epiphanies, because I said, do you mean that my 36 point average for five years meant I was a good basketball player? He said, no. He said, you weren't a good basketball player. He said, you were a star. And I had a life changing moment because I realized that I had been counting the wrong things. I had been counting the number of times I missed rather than the number of times I scored. Isn't that interesting? It's like, I look at, um, I look back at some of the things I've written in the years, you know, since I started writing professionally. And I do sometimes focus on the stuff that I have left on my hard drive and criticize myself for that instead of focusing on the passionate things I have written 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so easy to get stuck in that. Like I wrote a whole passages about forgiveness that never saw much light of day, you know? So it's so interesting to me that, um, that it took someone like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to let you know your magic. That's crazy, right? <laughs> in basketball, of course, he'd be the right one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a life-changing moment because it, I had been on a mission to figure out why we are, you know, why do we do what we do and what makes us feel good and, and what makes a success. And I had been wondering how, how we can shift our mindset. Yeah. And I had been doing mind shifting without actually understanding the wording of it. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what I was doing when I started writing. You're talking about having things on your hard drive. I've got over half a million words on one of my externals. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And from that, I had, yeah, my coaching clients, I mean, I've been in the poker industry and working with executive executives and, and sales managers. And everyone said, I would say, all you have to do is shift your mindset. And they'd go, well, how do you do that? And I, I'd go, well, you know, just think this way. And they'd go, tell me how to do that. So I actually crafted them and created simple steps. Because if I were to right. pick a verb that would describe who I am, you know, my verb is simplify because that's how I think. I have to, I have to really, I have to really take it down to tidbits because that's yeah. my mind. And I, they kept saying, well, write it down when I would start teaching it to them. Yeah. So that's where my book, Mind Shift On Demand, came from, I is they would that. say, write it down. So please yeah. forgive yourself for having all those words on an, on an external or your hard drive, Erica, because, hey, whatever is supposed to come to the light will. I agree. And I'm so glad you took this time. And for everyone who's listening, um, I had with me today, uh, Donna Blevins. She has a doctorate and her book is called Mind Shift on Demand. And she can work with you on shifting your mind. So where can we reach you and find out more, Donna? You can reach me at mindshiftondemand.com. Just opt in for a four minute audio of my signature mind shift exercise and you'll be on my list and I will be happy to reach out to you and and let you know what I'm going to be doing going forward because I'm going to be doing mastermind master classes as well as group coaching rather than doing one-to-one -one, I wanted to get my concept out from one to many oh great well thanks so much for having me I mean thanks so much for coming and being on my show <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it.